online and on your smart speaker. This is Sunday, late and live with Les Gunn. Ooh, blimey. Well, that was very quick. I don't know how I got here in time, but anyway, good evening, welcome. Sunday Late and Live is on the air yet again, whether you're joining us live or on the podcast. Thank you for joining us anyway. Tonight on the show, Simon's telling us more about a pop star in a bit of hot water in terms of showbiz. Richard has our weekly Soaps Digest and a classic clip to enjoy in terms of Soapy Dick. We're welcoming somebody new to the show. The lovely Colin is here. He's got a fishy money story in terms of quirk. Jeff has rather a tasty review of The Apprentice. It's not that tasty at all, actually. Uh, anyway, in terms of telly, all of that to come, and we have a brilliant Elevenses tonight, especially for Stuart Hawthorne in Norwich. It's all about Eurovision. I tell you what, Simon will be cock-a-hoop. And long player tonight, we're heading to Basingstoke in Hampshire. Juliet Turner, it is your choice, with a bit of flaring, if you know what I mean, from the 70s. We'll get to that in a bit, but what a way to start the show tonight before we introduce everybody and say hi, Pet Shop Boys, a bit of um, heart if it's all right with you. Thank you. This is Sunday Late and Live with Les Gunn.
we're done. It's Sunday, late and live, and good evening. This is Les. Good evening, team. I say team. We have a new member. Good evening, good evening everybody. Are we all well? Hello, good evening. Yes. yes. Hello, Les. Mm, well, hello, hello, Les. Yes, exactly. So, uh, Richard's here, and uh, our new voice... Um, helping us out with some quirk, because Lee's on a big project at the moment, so uh, he's away from the show for a little bit. Uh, Colin is here. Now, you're even further away uh, by the power of technology than even Simon is. He's, in, of course, in the Cotswolds in his third turret. Um, I'm and, so far uh, down in the southwest. I'm practically County Cork. Oh, it's <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Well, we've all been a bit that every now and again. Um, but uh, welcome, and I hope you're going to bring the same standard of quirk that Lee normally brings to the show. Um, I know we've got a, something a little fishy um, on the show tonight, which I've been privy to, well, every now and again. Uh, and uh, we will find out what that is a bit later on. And, uh, of course, Jess is here as well. Jess, we have, uh, well, we've got a new voice. Oh, good evening, Colin. Ooh. What a joy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, I know that you are very busy, Jess, because you're preparing for something big tomorrow. Yes, well... Not only the day job, I have been roped into doing some training for some other leaders in education. I know. And I used to do this a lot. I used to do lots of conferences um, about literacy. But I've got a seven-hour tomorrow. And I have to know. mm, So I am studying madly and got a bag packed ready to throw it in the car in the morning and zoom off to the um, to the venue. Right, OK. Well, I know that you've got still prep to do for it, so we'll see you a bit later for telly. I shall go and do some very studious things for the next bit and I shall zoom back to do some more telly delights. Ooh. Ooh, lovely. Can't wait for some of that. Yes, I bet you can't. And, uh, of course, when was the last hour? When was the last time we all had a seven-hour? Um, let's be honest. Let's be honest about it. I think it was New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> well, it might have been. I bet you were on the gin drip where you were, Richard, probably. <laughs> I was on something. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, busy week for me, very busy indeed. In fact, I have to tell you that I am in a state of undress because I've literally rushed in to do the show tonight and uh, I'm, I'm not quite fully clothed. I hope you can, uh, none of you are feeling bilious. Um, well, why why were you not fully clothed whilst you were out? Is the first oh, no, 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 that's not mind. the point. What I had to do was I had to disrobe, you see, when I came in, and then I looked at the time, ah. oh, hell, oh, heck. I, I said words to that effect, and I said, oh, heck, I need to get sorted uh, and get there. You weren't out doing some streaking, that's the main thing. Trying, yeah, <laughs> we're all right then. Can you imagine, I'd be, I'd be paying people for that. <laughs> They'd want a refund. It's, it's very, people, people going, as you go past, going, oh, it's very cold tonight, isn't it? it um so no it's not definitely and uh, i did actually um richard will be very pleased um with me because i had a mouthful of dried chicken uh earlier on well the unfortunately (laughs) unfortunately my air fryer did the chicken a little bit too much and i was very annoyed yeah there's nothing worse than basically when you've got chicken you're blaming the air fryer not the person who put the time in Oh, here we go. There's always somebody that puts some common sense into the conversation. Oh, what's that noise? Is that... <laughs> have we got a question, Potatoes right? Potatoes done. I start... 
<laughs> the chicken's done, Les. <laughs> the chicken's done. That's the one. Yes, the chicken is done. Anyway, around the table. So, Colin, I know you've been... Are you intending to tomatoes or something today? What's been going well, on? Well, because we're subtropical down in Devon, it means that we can start planting anything we like, anytime we like. Um, and the tomatoes are almost ready to go in as seedlings into the greenhouse. So I had to sweep well. it out because I can't stand a dirty area when I'm potting. Oh, well, there's nothing worse than a dirty area. Now, the thing is, though, do you have a duster buster? Because if you did have, that could suck up everything. Um, you know, in terms of the stuff that's on the floor, you know, little bits of foliage and things like that that you'd find but in you the greenhouse. I hadn't been in there since last autumn, so there were loads of like, little snail showers, lots of surprise spiders when I move things out of the way, oh. that kind of thing. And I, I, yes. I don't know, because again, down here in Devon, we're nice to our wildlife, so I, you know, I just try to usher them out rather than do anything okay. drastic what, and horrid. You talked them out or negotiated with them, did you? Oh, um, I, like the Pied Piper of Arachnids. It was... <laughs> it was beauty. Oh, how lovely. That's nice. And uh, Richard, busy week? Busy week for oh, you? Oh, amazingly busy. Re oh, amazingly busy. Is there any news? But lots you know, of fun. Oh, really? <laughs> That's so, so convincing. <laughs> yes, it, it is. That, that's what it says on the script, anyway. And what about uh, Simon? Uh, the I, I was just thinking, actually, when Colin mentioned about having to get rid of some of the foliage, etc., and arachnids for his greenhouse. You've got mm. somebody to do that, haven't you? You've got uh, oh, oh, yeah, the an army the of people to do that, of course. <laughs> yeah, but of course we're not we're not subtropical in the Cotswolds. Certainly not this week. More like subaquatic, really. I mean, I've just taken oh. my snorkel off. It's oh, been right. so bad. The, my portcullis is dripping. I'm telling you, it's been absolutely oh. drenched <laughs> this week. It is. Still, filled the moat up. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. The moat's been well topped up. Yes. And there's nothing worse than a slippy drawbridge, I always find. No. It uh, was health and safety uh, nightmare, really. I mean, you yes, know, the certificates absolutely. you need. It's terrible. Abs absolutely. Anyway, that's us. Um, if you want to be part of the show tonight, you can get involved uh, at Sunday Late Live on the socials. Uh, we've had a couple of messages in already. I'll give those a mention in a bit here at Sunday Late and Live on the email studio at sundaylateandlive.uk. And she's made a real resurgence chart-wise, still in the top ten. Here's Sophie Ellis-Baxter. <laughs>
was just saying, the producer, of course, of Sunday Late and Live, and the man that brings us a classic clip in terms of soaps, our Soapy Dick. By the way... Oh, what's a uh, good one tonight? Ah, uh, now, hang on a minute. There has been a bit of a monopoly with Corrie. Now, are you going to tell me it's from Dan Sarf? It's EastEnders it tonight. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. That's good news. We we can redress the balance a little bit, which is good news. Uh, anyway, all of that to come a bit later on. Brilliant 11s is tonight. And I know, Simon, you don't know this, but other than what I mentioned at the top of the hour for the show, mm. it has a Eurovision connection. Oh, um, speaking well, of which, is. speaking of which, oh, what did everybody think of the uh, 22nd clip of our entry this year? Well... Uh, promising, I, promising. Prom- I quite liked it. I liked it, it the first time I've ever liked yeah, one of ours yeah. in a long, long quite, time. Quite, quite liked <laughs> it. Do you, uh, do you do a bit of boom, bang, a bang, uh, Colin? Um, I didn't it, hear that twenty seconds. It, it passed me by. Did it? Oh, stunned silence. <laughs> <laughs> a bit slow. A bit slow I think in I'll Devon. The whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, but I like the clip. I thought the clip was actually, well, as has already been said, quite promising. So, And I do think he's a great choice. He's a brilliant choice for the act. He is. I mean, he's Mr. Eurovision through and through, and I mean, he's such a pro supporter of it, isn't he, Simon? Um, He is, yeah. He's always wanted to do it, I think, yeah. Yeah. I I have to say, though, from what I've heard so far from other entries that have been selected, it's not going to have too much competition so far. Let's just say Are they all a bit... Are they all a bit crap, are they? Or would you say? A bit. I don't yeah. think that's normally a barrier, is it? Is it? <laughs> oh, well, no. No, no. Not necessarily. Probably, no. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. Anyway, more about that a bit later on here at Sunday Late in Live. Let's get on with showbiz and our first story, I presume. It's about the controversy, is it, Simon? Controversy. Another one. Yes, another oh. one. So it's, Involving... Uh, it's Kanye West. 
Kanye, Kanye West in hot water oh. again. He's, like, he's, he's in a permanent hot water bath, really. I'm yeah. going yes. for a gin. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Another <laughs> bottle. He's, uh, he's a big fan, is Richard, um, of Kanye. Yeah. Kanye. Well, it's Kanye. kind of... It's, the, story, the story's really more about the Osbournes than it is Kanye West, because it's the Osbournes that have basically teamed up to have a go oh. at uh, Kanye this time. Yeah. And if you've got you've got Ozzy and Sharon up against you, well, I mean, you know, you're asking for trouble. So this she's, is about... Um, um, she's aged a bit, what? Sharon, you know. Have you, have you seen her? Have you seen her lately? Well, Sorry, I mean I know well, we're all yes, getting older, yes. but she, well, she none does. of us are oil paintings. That's very true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's radio. Yeah, maybe had a little bit too much work done. But anyway, that's not the story. The story is basically that uh, the Osbournes are not happy because oh. uh, Kanye has allegedly used a sample from a song, one of Ozzy's songs, without permission. And you don't want to, you, oh. you don't want to do that. No, Ozzy publicly called uh, the the gold digger rapper out on social media. He branded him. Uh, well, we won't go into what he branded him. But following the uh, the, the controversies that have obviously followed uh, Kanye West of late. I mean, obviously there was the whole uh, incident with the comments towards the Jewish community in 2022. Yes. That led to uh, you know all the lucrative contracts being taken away, being banned from multiple social media platforms. Uh, basically, not having a great time. And now, of course, something else. So this new post on Instagram, Ozzy claimed that Kanye used a sample of War Pigs, very, very <gasps> classic no, Black Sabbath really? song, at his album Listening Party this week, despite not being given the go-ahead to do so. So he did this all-capped post. Is that still a thing? Do people do still do posts on social media in all capitals, you know, to shout? But anyway, oh, that's what he did. I, uh, yeah, I think if people are stupid, they do. Um, I, I can't be bothered You're with not calling Ozzy Osbourne stupid, are it's, you? I mean, uh, I wouldn't well, if I was you. I have, a, I have a feeling Ozzy's actual X account, if he's on social... I'm taking it's an X account he's got, is it? If he's on social media, I think his would look like one of those big calculators with the big numbers. Uh, you know, it's got the massive letters, like, <laughs> and they've got the massive letters on. I reckon that's probably what his keyboard looks a bit like. In all honesty. Quite possibly. But this post was on Instagram, which is a bit weird in itself because, of course, it's more about pictures. But anyway, um, he said, I want no association with this man. Uh, I mean, you can read the full post online if you want to. But anyway, it didn't take long for wife Sharon to, to chime in as well. And this is where it gets quite funny. To illustrate the point... She shared a video with a clip from a horror movie, which I was unaware of, called Studio 666, uh, which is a film where the Foo Fighters move into a mansion to complete their new album. Uh, But frontman Dave Grohl, who's sort of, you know, doing a bit of brainstorming to try and come up with with songs for the new album, becomes possessed Mm. by supernatural forces. Have a listen to the clip. This is what Sharon posted. writer's block, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's my f- song. That's my f- song. You understand what I'm saying? I like that song. No, no, no. I love that song. That's one of my favorite songs. I love singing that song. 
love that song. Loves it. It's your own song. Nerd. The point being, don't steal my stuff is, is basically what they say there. So um, uh, that was what... Do you, yeah. do you think he'd taken something when he, when he decided to post that? <laughs> I think he'd taken the money to be in the film. That's what he'd oh, taken. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, so, I mean, Warpix was released back in 1970. It's it's kind of like the... Uh, it's, it's, well, it's, it's one of the big ones, and it? it served as the opening song from the group's Paranoid album. It's mm. continually ranked amongst their best songs. So you can see why. Yes. he would have been a bit annoyed um it has been sampled and covered many times by other artists but obviously the key here is that permission was asked and denied and then you went and and used it anyway so all kicking off uh once again (sighs) and more hot water for kanye yeah absolutely richard can finish his bottle now uh, by the way, I, d- I do have to ask whether you or maybe Colin, our, uh, our, our new recruit to Sunday Late and Live, will be online at the Christie's website um, going for any of the items that Sir Elton John is selling uh, at auction from his Atlanta Well, I've already home. got the wig, so I'll, I'll, I'll give it well, a miss. I've already got that wig. I thought, I thought so, but uh, perhaps you might be interested in the neon horny sign, Colin. Uh, that he's this, that, he, <laughs> that he's selling, I was or maybe for one of the spangly jackets because I thought I might grow into it. You know. Well, yes, exactly. There's Cartier watches, a collector's signed pinball machine. Can't think where that's from. You had me at neon horny. Oh right, <laughs> you had me at neon. Really, it's very cheap in Devon. Artwork from Banksy. There's Andy Warhol and William Klein, plus a pair of silver leather tall platform boots. And, of course, the grand piano. Nobody can forget the grand piano. He's hoping to raise $10 million um, with these lots. And they, some of them do look absolutely fabulous. Oh, has there been another tax bill? Is that what oh, it is? going to say the gas bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just the utility bill to, to cover off for the mansions. Uh, but, uh, yes, very interesting. And if you go online, you can see the list of lots and see some of the pictures. They look absolutely amazing. And on the very subject of Elton John here at Sunday Late and Live, here he is. This is Sunday Late and Live with Les Gunn.
To raise $10 million. Blimey, if only I could do the same, Richard, I think I'd uh, be able to sell a few items of mine and raise a, a few shekels, do you reckon? No, um, probably not. Um, <laughs> but there we are. Sunday Late and Live, thank you for getting in touch. By the way, um, there's a few um, that have asked on the email and socials this week for a quick finger uh, update. And as a result of that, I feel it's important to let you know and let the team know, actually. Uh, uh, Kendra Pascal from Wilmslow, Jonathan Hilbert in Gateshead. Hello. Lovely to hear from you. Thank you for getting in touch. Um, how is my finger? Well, it's still in <laughs> its wrapping, uh, as it were, and still in its splint. That's what they call it, which I think is a rather vulgar name. But it's still in its splint and it's got uh, some Velcro around it. Which sounds familiar, and uh, it's it's doing all right, uh, doing all right. But uh, it, it is a little bit tingy every now and again. You get a little tinge of pain. Um, tingy which is, is that really a, a word? Tingy. tingy. It is. It is now. Colin will tell you that it's tinge is uh, tingy. Well, it's, it's been a long uh, time since I watched Casualty. I'm not quite up with the modern <laughs> medical lingo these days. <laughs> they say it in the operating theatre all the time, you see. And, and even <laughs> Jess, I'm sure, I'm sure Jess, while she's working on her project, oh, I say project, her thing for tomorrow, she'll tell us about it in a bit, I'm sure she's probably sat there listening because she is, she is the queen of grammar, let me tell you. The queen of grammar and spelling, she will tell you that Tingy, I'm sure, will be in the dictionary somewhere. Um, not quite sure which language of dictionary it'll be in, but but it will be. Anyway, enough about that. Listen, I need to ask, how many of the team actually have an electric toothbrush or one that operates on wireless? Does anybody have a wireless toothbrush? Aren't all toothbrushes you wireless? Does cordless, have one that's plugged yeah, into the wall? Oh, no, maybe <laughs> cordless then. Uh, no, 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 there are, there are wireless Internet-connected toothbrushes you can buy nowadays. You do know this, don't you, sir? You can get Wi-Fi cows as well. 
Wi-Fi kettles, that's right. But you can get... And the reason why I'm mentioning this is, for any of the team, it's a warning that security researchers are warning now that millions of hacked toothbrushes could be used in a massive cyber attack. Now, this is very serious, very serious. Apparently, if they're connected to the internet, they could be linked together in something that security researchers call a botnet. Now, be very careful how you reply to that. <laughs> a botnet which could allow them to perform Don't a Google distributed... That. Yeah, no. Um, if you want to perform a distributed <laughs> denial of service, a DDoS. Uh, you'll know all this, won't you, Simon? Because you're very up there. Oh, DDoS, a, yes, yes, a yes, D- yes, yes. DDoS, yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, yes. Apparently, it overloads websites and servers. So, uh, I think this is a yes. very important public service message as well um if you also have an internet connected kettle my god god help you um because that with the toothbrush i mean it could cause all kinds of problems did you buy one richard by the way an internet connected kettle no not yet did you? no i'm looking at all oh, right but you can these are the are these the things oh, that and you can i'm also by? looking at the um the alexa blinds as well so you can tell it to open your curtains and things like that <laughs> shut your blinds alexa <laughs> Shut your curtains. <laughs> Why would you want an everything. internet connected toothbrush though? What what's the point of that? I mean, are you going to send it, you know, while you're at work say, "Oh, clean someone else's teeth whilst I'm not there." No, I mean, what's I, the I, point I, of that? I I think it's I think it's, you know, the docking <laughs> we're talking about docking already. The <laughs> docking station. Right, the docking station that you have can be internet connected, if I remember rightly. I've no idea why, but it can be. It's like my washer. My washer keeps beeping and saying to me, I'm on Wi-Fi. And I'm like, oh. well, don't brag. What are you um, watching? It says... <laughs> That's right. You should not be watching that. But yeah, my 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 washing machine tells me it's on Wi-Fi and please. But why on earth would I want to start a boil wash when I was on the way home? I mean, I don't get it. I really don't. But it it turns out that this is a particular problem. And obviously, with being having some very rich and affluent members of the Sunday Light, Late and Live team uh, here, not me. Um, yeah. I think it's important. It's where where. We're looking for them as we well, you speak. Do, you do wonder who is loading the washing machine, putting the detergent in there, shutting the door, and then thinking, right, now I'm just going to go out, go to a cafe, hook up to the Wi-Fi and switch it on. <laughs> What's the truth, <laughs> right? It's, uh, I've no, I've no I idea. One, but have, it, have you? Have you got, do, you, have. do you control uh, yours from your phone, then? I, I do. do. It's quite judgy as well, because you can set it to a million judgy. different programs and stuff, so I can put the, the dog's bed in there, and I can put it on a special pet wash. And not only that, I can <laughs> put it to pet wash and steam. And when I finish that, Ooh, I yes, can put it in steam. a pet hair removal cycle of about 20 minutes. But then what happens is, every few weeks, I get a ping on the phone from the app that says... You haven't washed the dog stuff in a few weeks. And you think, <laughs> No. Does it oh, send yeah. you reminders? Oh, oh yeah, you yeah, yeah. Does it say, oh, you smelly get? You've not it, washed yeah, the cat's bed. You've so not scuzzy. washed the cat's bed. Oh, It's a bit right. like when the watch congratulates me for standing up. You know, that's <laughs> from Martin Temple. <laughs> oh, I get that as well, isn't it? It's just so annoying. Oh, 
just think, oh, wonderful. Passive aggressive watch. <laughs> <laughs> We're bothered about your welfare, not. Um, but uh, but there we go. Anyway, there we are. Sunday, late and live. Um, we're, we're very much an internet-connected age, let me tell you. And uh, that's, that, that's the help with this programme, of course, because we're all online in various parts of the country. Uh, Richard's in his parlour, uh, swigging back a pint of gin at the moment, so <laughs> it might get leery as the show goes on. And, uh, of course, I'm sat here with a lovely coffee, a uh, lovely coffee with a big head, and uh, very nice it is as well. Anyway, we'll head towards our first bout of quirk. Is this, is this the fishy story we're doing, Colin? It is. Peggy knows. Oh, Peggy knows. Why not? Uh, <laughs> Peggy just sounds like a drag queen. Um, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll find out more here at Sunday Late and Live after a bit of Kylie. It 
this Sunday late and live playing Kylie Minogue. She doesn't like being called Kylie anymore. It's got to be Kylie Minogue. And I'll tell you the other interesting thing is, um, uh, and that is, I saw um, something on telly last night, and there was like a compilation of all of the kind of lovey type stuff that's ever gone out on one of the big channels. And one of the uh, performances was from Top of the Pops, and it was Kylie and Jason doing Especially for You. And I know, Richard, you'd have loved any classic TV, wouldn't no, you? No, yeah. Well, did you see them do it at uh, Hyde Park a few years ago as well? Oh, did they? Yeah, have oh, a look at it on YouTube. No. It's fabulous. Right, OK. I mean, don't get me wrong, we've all aged brilliantly, haven't we? Um, what, well, since us, Scott and Charlene's uh, wedding? Scott and Charlene. <laughs> I, th- I think we'll, we've all done very well, actually, since. But uh, it was just nice to see uh, the era when 501 jeans were the big thing uh, and people putting them in washing machines with Nick Kamen. Uh, well, not Nick himself, but of course. Um, but he was the one that... Uh, he was the model, wasn't he? Did, that, I, uh, that did sold he die it. last year? Oh. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he did. It was He's last dead. year, wasn't yes, it? He it was last it? year. It was, yeah. uh, and he would have been, Nick Kamen, would have, was he in his 50s? Sorry, you know, 2021, he died. Did he really? Hang on a minute. <laughs> Alive old, or dead? Let's, uh, 4th let's of May, see. 2021, he passed away, Les. How how old was he? Born he was in 62. Blimey. So he would, oh, he would have been 61 now, um, but uh, yeah... Died at the age of 59. Yeah. Uh, he was a very, very handsome man. He must have got a lot of money for doing modelling. Oh, dear. Uh, but yeah, bit like to, me with Airfix. Passed um, away but, following three years of uh, living with bone marrow cancer. Oh, bless him. Oh, dear. Anyway, 2021, I only thought that was last year. <sighs> anyway, on a, on a really anyway. high note, Colin, uh, welcome um, to Sunday... <laughs> <laughs> to Sunday... Follow that and light, lads. Keep it light. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk uh, quirk now. Of course, um, you you take the mantle um, from from Lee, who's who's doing his big project, and um, I'm sure that uh, he will be giving you his best wishes. Um, and of course, the standard of quirk will be as high as ever. Now, I understand that there was a quirk item that you were a bit unsure about using. Uh, do we need to talk about that now or a bit later on? Um, mm, we can do, but we can't really get much further than the headline may be. No, no, no. Uh, actually, just hold on to that for now, because this hmm. is a story from America, then, about fishy money. Is, is Aren't it? they all? I mean, to, oh. to set the scene, if I could just list my six favourite fish. Uh, trout, uh, bluegill, <laughs> bass, catfish, carp, and then my all-time favourite game fish, the crappy. The, cra- the reason I bring them up is because they've all... The crappy? Did you, it exists. They're called crappies. Does it really? Yeah. Right. Are you, good at, are you good at hooking fish? And do you know what? I don't think you'd order one with your chips, would you? It kind of put you off. But no. These particular six have something in common, and they got one teenager into trouble for where they appeared. <laughs> I bet they did. Okay. Is this clean? Where, would, where um, might you... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where might you expect to see six different types of fish, Les? Where, oh, where in, in the water, in, in the, the river, water. surely. In the, or, you know, water. Or an expert or monger. the fishmongers. The fishmongers, yes. yes. That's right, no, looking it, at you longingly. Mm. Or gaffer tape to a cash point. <laughs> Which is... <It's>, what? <laughs> no, that didn't come up in your top three. No, I'm surprised. No. <laughs> um, 
this particular teenager who um, is probably monetizing this marvelously. He calls himself the oh, I've lost his name. <laughs> the Fish Bandit. Mm, it's catchy, isn't it? <laughs> Likes to film himself gaffer taping fish to the front of bank machines, ATMs. Really? ATMs. Oh, you're so American. Aren't you? I know. ATM. <laughs> Cash point. <laughs> bank machine. Hole in the wall. Hole yeah. I mean, Yes. Oh, <laughs> he, was doing very well. he has been doing very well on Instagram with this. He's been um, doing more than a dozen of these in various bits of the US and taking it international. So he's clearly making a bit of um, bit of a wedge out of this because he's managed to do it in uh, Germany, uh, I think Guatemala. He's also been too. So he's certainly travelling the world with his uh, with his with his, scaly with his rod. With his rod. buying local. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> been going, going with his rod and looking for a local fish, and, um, and it's all it's all jolly japes, of course. But then he went too far. In oh. the city of Provo, he taped a carp to a police car. The local a police, were they in a it police at the carp. Time. A police carp. <laughs> Thank you. He's here all week, folks. He's here all week. <laughs> um, yes, so this 17-year-old has been told to um, clean up the police car. They've, they've put in here that when he was arrested that he had to cover the cost of the clean-up, which, bearing in mind, is one small fish and two bits of sticky tape. It's just a very thought of, I mean, first of all, sourcing it, of course, because I'm sure he just doesn't go around to a local river with a with a rod. And a, and a bit of fly, you know what I mean? And go, here, here we go, we're going to put you by the ATM. He, he must go into a fishmonger's or something like that. It's the most bizarre thing. What, what do you think, 17-year-olds, that's not going to stand out that you go to a fishmonger <laughs> and say, hello, hello, my good man, my good man, yes, yes. I, I may, I'll I may have your finest myself. carp. I need, <laughs> I need a crappy, and I need a crappy for this evening. It's for a, it's for a special do. Yes, that's that's right. Could you could you perhaps wrap it for me? Wrap the crappy. That'd be absolutely lovely. That's right. And then going into B and Q for gaffer tape, or it, well, <laughs> with a catfish under your arm. Yes, <laughs> it's for my friend. Yeah. yeah, that's my friend. Would you like to say hello to him? Um, but uh, yeah, I just so, need a sticky trout. So can I have some duck? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, uh, very bizarre. So he's got this fetish. Uh, a fish fetish. <laughs> a weapon um, fetish, possibly, maybe putting it too far. I think the poor boy just wants a bit of a laugh and a bit of attention. He's done some lovely um, photos on his uh, Instagram uh, feed as well. And, and just looking at them now, and I know it's going to get him into trouble. He's probably going to regret it when he gets older, but I think he could be in line as a finalist for the Turner Prize. Oh, <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> Banksy might want to have a word with him. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's uh, at some point, but I couldn't imagine that there's nothing worse than getting a, you know... I mean, imagine a stray fish accidentally made its way under the seat of your car. You wouldn't want that smell all the time, would you? You'd be buying a lot of air freshener. Um, oh, especially if it was I've a missed... fermented herring from Sweden. That would be even worse, wouldn't it, really? Oh, I've missed... one of those things. Oh. Mm. I've misplaced my hake. Um, and I've no idea where it is, unfortunately. Uh, well, there we are. Uh, our very f- the Codswolds are. That you, you know, we could be onto a thing here, couldn't you? You could do it yourself. The Codswolds, there. did you say? The Codswolds. <laughs> <laughs> the Codswallops, yes. The, con- the Codswallops, well, Codswallop yes. and chips, please, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, you've made me hungry now for fish and chips, actually. That's really naughty. How dare you? Uh, anyway, there we go. Happy? <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> 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 we 
do you like your crappy battered? There we are. Uh, it's Sunday late in live. We'll do some more quirk in a bit here. If you want to get in touch with the show, always nice to hear from you at Sunday late live uh, on the socials or studio at Sunday late and live UK. Looking forward to a brilliant 11s is all Eurovision based very soon. Oh, and Jess returns from her planning <laughs> in a moment uh, after a bit of Nars Barkley. Sunday late and live with the 11s is coming soon. I can't wait for that. And uh, a, a very special Eurovision themed one as well, actually, which uh, should excite mm-hmm. Simon and uh, no doubt uh, excite Jess. So, telly wise, well, I can't believe that on this show where we never ever talk about food, we're, we're talking about food. <laughs> <laughs> We are. Mm. Oh, it's been an absolute joy. It never fails to deliver. But this series, this current series of The Apprentice, is 
on episode two, and it's the gift that keeps on giving already. Absolute television gold it's oh. been. Is Sir Alan about 106 now? Yes, but he's a lord. He's still got the bellows on him. Oh, he has, and he does come up with some awful quips. One of my favourite was, can you just make a decision? You're so far sitting on the fence that you must have splinters up your jacksie. <laughs> <laughs> Which just tickled tickled me awfully. But yes, he is. His quips have been wonderful. He has 18 new candidates and some brand new tasks and, and obviously they're battling it out for the opportunity to be Lord Sugar's investment partner and get his mentorship and also 250 grand mm, which helps to start grand. things off i know it's not so Lovely. bad is it mm. so are we is it the second or third episode in now we are we've had two and both of <laughs> both of them sometimes it just all goes a bit pear shaped mm. but these two have been colossal <laughs> colossal car crashes Mm. (laughs) and you would think because he's got 18 of the the best and the brightest he's got baroness karen brady alongside him here off of the football club Mm. and tim campbell who's an mbe who was an ex-apprentices oh so we have the great and the good they're all young and terribly attractive um, but they've got business owners, we've got project managers, we've got doctors who owns their own wellness brand. And, you know, on paper, absolutely brilliant. But I've got to say, for many of them, when common sense was given out, they were in the haddock queue. <gasps> because, because, dear Lord, it's just awful. And he does give them some tricky things to do. Um, the first episode, he sent them straight off to the Scottish Highlands and they had to put on a corporate hospitality challenge. Um, so they had to sort of do team building things and then feed them. Oh, right. Okay. So the food element, what, what yeah. was involved? Did, mm. did it all go to plan? Oh, absolutely. My particular favourite. So the girls had decided, so it was good hearty food because they were up in the Highlands. They were going to do homemade fish cakes, obviously covered in breadcrumbs, and then a lovely crumble. (gasps) <gasps> a nice crumb, a fruit crumble, oh. which would have been lovely and hearty. Oh, yes. But uh, as you, as I think you will hear in the clip, things things went a bit pear shaped. Oh, let's have a listen. It's not nice, Raj. Yeah. Crumble for the rhubarb. Is it finished? Crumble for the rhubarb. Um, I'm not sure where the crumble is. Hang on one second. It's going to be here somewhere. I think you finished. Is it done? No, I didn't finish it. Are you sure? Definitely. Have just have a look there. Are there any in that, in that plastic box over there? The white one. The girls have been using crumble, which is sweet, on the fish cakes because they thought they were breadcrumbs. The client wants a five-star experience. Well, I don't think you can give any stars to crumble on a fish cake. <laughs> God. And they didn't. They didn't do anything. They still served. I mean. Uh, uh, I would have been wiping it off and Ooh, slapping no. some breadcrumbs on. Mm. But no, no, they just went for the crumble mix and there's these great rugby playing blokes going, oh, this doesn't taste <laughs> quite right, does it? So, I, and, There's nothing more minging, if you know what I mean. Just the idea of crumble mix on a fish cake. Oh, no. And, spoiler alert, if you haven't already watched it, this is the calibre. This is the calibre of the candidates this year. So there was crumble on the fish cakes and they still won. Oh, no, did they? Out there. Really? They, oh, my goodness no. me. Uh, God, yes. 
Well, it sounds... And the second one, the, mm. the second one I've got to tell you was cheesecakes and the gentleman having tried to sell chocolate cheesecakes to the Innocent Smoothie brand, who were having none of it, <laughs> decided to mix dragon fruit um, with something else that sounded quite tasty, but they lined their cheesecakes with avocado. Oh, no. They did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> did. It's just appalling. Oh, no. So definitely, definitely worth a watch. Um, and, yes, just sit back and delight at the fact that some people have really bad days. Fabulous. Uh, anyway, more telly uh, in an hour here at Sunday Late and Live. Here's Dermot Kennedy heading towards the Elevenses. Sunday Late and Live with Les Gunn. a photo, eternalize this moment, for the days when I don't believe, when our love gets stolen, cause there's no exception, and I know time will take you far from me, let this night invade my lungs, you're all I want to breathe, right beside the lake, I burn for you, you burn for me. So kiss me the way that you would if we died tonight. Hold me the way that you would for the final time. Whatever may come somewhere deep inside, there's always this version of you and I. So just kiss me the way that you would. the darkest moments Oh, I promise they'll be safe with me We've all been broken There's no exception But you carry it so gracefully Let this night invade my lungs You're all I want to breathe Right beside the lake I burn for you You burn for me So kiss me the way that you would if we died tonight. Hold me the way that you would for the final time. Whatever may come somewhere deep inside, there's always this version of you and I. So just kiss me the way that you would. Beside you down at the lake I burn for you, burn for me
the lovely Dermot uh, here at... Uh, no, not, not that Dermot. Uh, at Sunday, late and live, welcome. This is Les. Thank you for joining uh, the team and I. And you are very well... Come on in. Come on in. It's a bit cold outside. Come on in wherever you're listening at the moment. It's always nice to hear from you. And uh, get in touch via the socials or on the email, which is exactly what Stuart Hawthorne from Norwich has done. And he wants his 11s is played. Well, what better time than now? And they are all of a Eurovision theme like this. Maybe. On Sunday, late and live. Sunday, late in life, with Les Gunn. 
Simon, you must have had the hackles up on the back of your neck oh, listening to those. Cock a hoop, I was, yes. Bit of Bardo, I bet, yeah. <laughs> and I bet you were. Yes, Bardo and Gina G. <laughs> and let me give you a little bit of um, of insight, actually, before you probably know this anyway. Before we carry on with our showbiz, and I'm sure that uh, Colin and um, Richard, just ahead of his soapy dick bit. Um, so, <laughs> can you say that? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> Gina G, of course, UK entry in 1996. Uh, she came eighth overall, got to number one in the charts. And I was particularly interested at one review in the LA Weekly, because, of course, I love to read the LA Weekly. And basically, they reviewed the song. They reviewed the song and said, it's an expert confection of interlocking, speed-stuttered, repetition repetitious trans-electro breakdance beats, above which Gina G breathily metronomes, too childlike to be suggestive, ooh ahs, as if she was as if she was a kit-cat clock-ticking and talking its way to the bank, its Cheshire smile bursting with catnip. So, it's a... Uh, <laughs> well, that would seem some to send their classical opera reviewer to go and see and listen yes. to Gina G. Yes, exactly. So, Bardo, Bardo were Sally Ann Triplett and Stephen Fisher, the UK entry from 1982, and it was in Harrogate, which is a lovely part of the mm. world, came seventh mm. overall and got to number two in the charts, and it also featured more recently in the second series of Peter Kay's Car Share. Uh, and he's been performing, actually, this weekend in Manchester. So, lovely link there. Mm. Very good. Yes, a lovely link. Yes. Live, you know, in concert. Did you see Gina G, did you? What was she like? Mm. Well, I didn't meet her personally, you know, I was a few rows back. It was in the club, <laughs> and, and she was, she came in, and she, uh, to great applause, sang Ooh just a little bit, and everybody was bopping around, very happy. Then she sang uh, some other song, I don't know, um, and then she did Ooh just a little bit again, <laughs> at which point the crowd were going wild, ooing and ahhing, and huh? so she then decided to tell everybody, you want to hear that again, don't you? There was a 
bit of a pause. <laughs> Everybody thought it would just be polite to say yes. And she did it five times. So that was, no. nice. so that was an earworm really? that lasted until my, uh, my late 20s. God, that's just incredible. Uh, why on earth would you want to do it? Fi- uh, was the rest of her repertoire? I'm not sure she had enough in her Irv to be able Irv. to. <laughs> maybe think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure there was much mm. of an album on the way at that point. But uh, you know, no. do she milked that song? Yeah, well she, done, love. She did milk it, and of course, as the LA <laughs> Weekly said, "Oh no, I better not repeat that." Oh, um, no, uh, no. The, the crowd were really <laughs> lovely. The crowd were lovely about it because at one point they were all like a football chant. It was all Gina, Gina, and I thought, <laughs> she sounds "I'm like sure she metronomed beautifully." Was. She did metronome beautifully. The, the ticking, the talking of that catnip. It was lovely. <laughs> it really. <laughs> anyway, let's move to showbiz because a second story, uh, not this time about somebody in trouble, but, well, Ricky Gervais is in the news, is he not, uh, Simon? Well, I mean, yes, we're talking about singing. And do, do you remember that when Ricky Gervais had a pop career? Do you remember that? Oh, it must have bypassed. Me. I think I was asleep. Uh, Rick. Wasn't he a, like a new romantic type? Didn't he was, he a, yes, yeah, was, in yeah, the eighties. He was, he was in the, yeah, quite, quite really? a different look. He was, yeah. In fact, he was on the Graham Norton show. I think it was a couple of years ago talking about. Well, actually, he didn't want to talk about it, but it was mentioned. But anyway, uh, fans have had their mind blown. Uh, thanks to uh, <laughs> this 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 stint uh, of uh, Ricky as a pop star, because it's resurfaced online now. This particular account has decided to post quite a long clip of Ricky Gervais in his uh, new romantic persona. Um, oh. Of course, now nowadays he's a you know a controversial comic and a creator of TV shows, but he was in the music world. It was his first thing, really, 1983, and it was during his final year as a as a student at University College London, and he had his uni pal Bill McRae alongside him and yeah they formed this new wave pop duo Siona Dancing (laughs) it sounds like a cocktail I think Siona Dancing I'll be honest with you it sounds like a Dulux (laughs) colour Siona oh I'd love that Siona Dancing that'll look look nice in the in the yes. down the hallway, nice <laughs> in the parlour. Uh, hey, this this was this was serious stuff though because they got themselves signed to London Records, no doubt, oh. and they had two singles, not wow. not one but two. Uh, but but yeah, their pop career was short lived. Uh, their tunes "More to Lose" and "Bitter Heart" failed more, to chart. More to more lose. to lose da, da, da. and bitter heart. Oh no, heart. sorry. Oh, right, more um, to lose. But they, they didn't chance. They didn't get there. So, uh, uh, okay. they, but they do make for an incredible bit of uh, nostalgia. And so, this Instagram account named "Terribly Awesome Covers," which boasts sixty-nine thousand followers, which is almost as many as us, yes. reminded the world of Ricky's brief stint as a musician. And they shared this clip of him and Bill performing back in the day. And I know you want to hear it. Enough. Is that enough? Yeah, get it off. Good. Right. Okay. So, I mean, it's safe. It's <laughs> it's safe to say Ricky's looks um, back then were worlds away from uh, what he looks like now. I mean, we've all raged, but I mean, the look—it was the '80s look, as you say, that new romantic look with the eyeshadow and everything, and um, brunette locks, slicked back, also earrings, uh, oh. big earrings, and dressed in all white as he was uh, as he was doing his thing. And naturally, fans in the comments section were stunned about this video if they obviously hadn't watched graham norton or they'd not heard anything about this yes this this 
previous career. Uh, and, uh, I mean, Ricky's never been shy when speaking about his love of music, having uh, previously uh, discussed himself as a frustrated, or described himself as a, as a sort of a frustrated, failed musician. Um, oh. And, of course, it all harks back to these, you know, these days and, and, the, uh, and the Siona dancing days. Um, but, yeah... Well, that, that's, that what really a is a revelation. Yes, exactly. And uh, one day he might even become funny. Um, but, uh, th- <laughs> no, the thing is, no, no, I was wow. being a bitch there, actually. A saucer of milk to Les's table, if you don't mind. Um, no, I, I, the thing is, um, I really didn't get into the Gervais humour until... And we're going to talk about death again. Um, <laughs> until... <laughs> I was just about to say it before anybody asks, he's not dead. Yes, no, he, the thing was, until he did... What was the name of the... Um, it was a two, three series thing, wasn't Afterlife. it? Afterlife. Afterlife, yeah. Absolutely amazing telly. Full of swear words, loved it. Absolutely loved it. But I just loved all of the emotion that went with it. And I just thought as a writer, he was just... Uh, just in another league for some of the stuff that they managed to come out with. And, of course, it was the dark side of it all, which I absolutely loved. But previous to that, I was never into it. Never into it. I'm sure he'll be thrilled to know that you've been turned around, Les. I don't think he'd give a damn, in all honesty. I don't... (laughs) I wouldn't mind being five pound behind him, although I don't know how much he weighs. Uh, But uh, I really... I I really kind of think, you know, everybody has... Everybody has a past, of course. Everybody has a past. So, of course, I was very much into drama uh, and theatre, darling. I thought Uh, you were going to say that you had a new romantic (laughs) band as well for a minute, then. (laughs) Yeah, what was it right. called? If it was, it was obviously Sierra no, Dancing. What was no, it? N- it wouldn't have been. Uh, it wouldn't have been anything. Gun holster. Uh, gun. <laughs> gun. Gun. Hey, listen. You talk about that. You know, when I was in, when I was at the peak of my radio career. Well, that month, when I was at the peak of my radio career, I used to. Um, I used to have an association. Um, with uh, a brand, uh, they're no longer around, by the way, called Rifle. And we used to have gun and rifle party nights. Of course, you'd never be able to get away with it now. Um, because... <laughs> no, it's true, honestly. They used to make shirts in Wakefield. They were very good. And uh, and the thing was, I used to do these, these nights, and I look back on it now, and I think I used to look at some of the promotional material, and I thought, you'd never get away with that now. You'd have uh, you'd have the armed police turning up at your, your event. Um, well, they'd have to in a place like Rifle. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that. What about Wakefield? Um, but uh, but there we go. New York, it's Paris, uh, Wakefield. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Who needs Milan? Who needs Milan? Let me tell you. Rimmel uh, Wakefield, but... lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Get the Wakefield look. Yeah, that's <laughs> Careful, I've got lots of friends that live there. Let me tell you, lots of friends. But um, still, anyway. Still not anymore, yeah. They've just disowned me on Facebook. Uh, but there we go. Anyway, Sunday, late and live, uh, we continue, and we're heading towards a soaps update uh, with uh, Richard. He's going to give us the lowdown after the new single from Kygo with Ava Max. There's a And it's true 
a bit of Shakira whatever whenever in there as well isn't it R- Richard you've been playing well, it on your it's station no hips don't lie time. is it uh, well <laughs> hips don't crack um, in, in all honesty but uh, there we are Sunday late and live and by the way team if I was to play this would you know which TV show it came from Faulty Towers oh you see it's always Next. somebody that spoils it get one past Richard come spoils on. it <laughs> But I did particularly a, always used to enjoy watching the sign change every week. Oh, yes, yes of course. Uh, and in fact, fun, the flowery it? one as well. The flowery, flowery, yeah, that's right. Fla- yes. Um, yes. Well, yes. 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 Uh, faulty Towers or Flowery... Uh, uh, anyway, um, the stage show um, of it is actually coming to the UK. Well, for the first time ever, actually. Um, they're actually launching it. John Cleese has actually put together um, a stage show, play, whatever you call it, um, that uses musical. material... Is it musical? Music, is it? I have no idea. Um, uh, m- that uses three episodes from the BBC series. There's the Hotel Inspectors, the Germans. Now, the thing was, that had to be edited quite heavily, but it's still been allowed to use it. And communication problems. And he said it's an absolute thrill, and uh, it starts at the Apollo Theatre in London. London on the 4th of May. Can't wait for that. There we are. Uh, Have you been anyway, to one of these Faulty Towers weekends at a hotel? 
What were you getting salted? No, no. There's a ho- there's a, there's a hotel chain actually does them. Um, they, really? they take over the hotel. While staying at the hotel, uh, you will be checked into your room by the cast, and then you will join the cast for afternoon tea, um, dinner, sit back and enjoy a show with a three course meal, dance the night away with the disco, and Basil will serve you breakfast in the morning. Oh right! Oh, hang on a minute. Yes, Faulty Towers weekend break. Have you seen where it is? There's lo- there's loads of them. There's lo- absolutely loads of them. There's uh, there's ones all over in York, in Manchester. There's oh, th- absolutely everywhere. Not in Torquay. There's n- uh, bear with- well, one in Torquay or Dorking? Did you say? Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> there's one in Norwich. Uh, there's one. There's loads of them actually. Yeah, um, that would be uh, that would be quite a giggle actually. <laughs> um, we'd have to uh, organise. Should we that go for a flowery and, uh, weekend? <laughs> don't be a anyway uh so let's move on let's <laughs> let's move on shall we to uh so so where are we starting then well before i start um i've actually mm. watched neighbors this week <gasps> really that's a huge surprise What's i've had to i've you? had to and i was in floods of tears i had my kleenex out did you really? Oh yes, yes. Uh, you'd already used half a box anyway, hadn't you? Well, I mean, David's David's dead. <laughs> Is it? Oh, good grief! Oh, good grief! How many literally, other people have dead? Literally, <laughs> just David. Just, dead. just littered. He? They're littered across the, the show. <laughs> well, Eden tackled him on top of a cliff, and they both fell over the cliff. Oh no, really? Yeah. There's and, nothing uh, worse than being tackled. David told everybody to take Eden to hospital first, but he died alone at the bottom of the cliff. Oh, it was terrible! Oh, terrible! I, I was sobbing. Were, were you really terrible? <laughs> were you really? Because what you'd watched it for the first time in in a, a, in a couple time, of weeks? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I've settled back terrible. into it now because I, 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 it was getting a bit naff earlier, but it's it's all right now. Oh, good. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. Any clips? Oh, no, no, no. no. I could, we couldn't be done this week. Any. No, no, <laughs> no. I've been far too busy so, for that. Where are we going, Corrie? So we'll go to Coronation Street first this week. Um, mm. I do have to say I can't give you the most up to date because there was a, an hour long one on tonight which I've missed because I was busy preparing for the show. Because of course they've messed oh. with the schedules again, Les. But I'll, I'll, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> Taken off my weekly fixes for feeling feeling email coming on. Honestly, (laughs) what a waste of time! It's what the other channels are there for. Anyway, so Coronation Street, Harvey. Do you know Harvey from Corrie? Oh no, Harvey. No, well that's Will Miller. He's he's in there. Oh, I definitely know Will Miller. I've been on a train with him. Yeah. Mm. Um, Well, he he of course is currently. I had him in the back of my car once, and uh, I had to take him to a gig. Yes, (laughs) that's nice. What in that mini metro? No, no, that, it, was oh, a, right. it was a it was a radio station jeep. Oh, lovely! That's mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. He was switching some Christmas lights on for me. Great, that's, lovely. That's good of him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did he have to get his legs up in the back because those jeeps were very very tight on room, weren't they? Oh no, this was a big one. Oh, big one, right? Yeah, fair enough. it was a very big yeah. one. Uh, mm. So anyway, coronation seat. So Harvey, he's 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 provided a fall guy for Adam this week because Adam's determined to get Damon out of the picture and away from Sarah Louise. Because of course, oh. 
Adam and Sarah have split up and now Sarah's with Damon and so Adam wants to get back with Sarah so he's trying to get rid of Damon so it's it's getting quite messy at the minute mm. and of course the wonderful Bethany is back and she's um, she's on a mission to get a scoop so she's targeting Lauren at the minute because of course she's a, a one of these journals and she's going to join this like chatty magazine and trying to get all the oh, gossip so right. she's there Stephen you know Steve MacDonald he yes, is back no, he, he went to France to see his daughter he's come mm. back to Weatherfield this week and um, of course while he's been away his wife's got uh, rather friendly with the painter and decorator Tommy Orpington yes and Steve came back and caught them well caught them together but the question is did they get away with it well it just came to settle the bill you know for the decorating uh, well that's not all he's been doing though is it I'm not stupid I've got eyes in my head you did that kitchen cupboard and all, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it was just a couple of screws. Well, you've gone above and beyond, mate. And he did a good job upstairs as well, didn't he? So what's your technique, then? Start at the top, work your way down? I think Tommy's got to get going, haven't you? Mm, I'd have done it myself, but, uh, well, it's been a while. I'm not the best, am I, babe? I'd like to give it a good go. Nothing better than getting a guy in that knows what he's doing, though. Tommy? Oh, yes, sorry, of course. Uh, um, well, thanks for everything. Yeah, uh, you're very welcome. <laughs> Start at the top, work your way down. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Shall, shall we... Um, shall we move to EastEnders? Shall we move down... Now, we've got to say, shall we move down south, but it sounds like he already did. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Let's, let's go down to the square. Mm. A minute. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm composed. <laughs> right, I'm back. I'm, I'm composed now. Okay, so anyway, Good. Good. so Thanks. down down to Walford, down to EastEnders, mm. and this week it's, it's been all golf course in Albert Square. Cat has now finally realised that she has to move on. I trusted you, and it's gone. Yeah, what we had is gone, and I don't know how we're going to get it's it back. You, you and the boys, you've been everything to me. I can't spend the rest of my life being second best. Please don't do this. Phil, it's done, yeah? We are over. Because of course... You're not my mum! <laughs> <laughs> How old is Phil Mitchell now? About 105, honest <laughs> me, I mean... He's cracking on. And now he's, we've just found out that he's actually um, Sharon's son's father, little Albie. Oh, my oh, God, he's been putting it around. Fathered another one. Decorator. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, that all that carry on. So, they've split up. And, of course, Kat was in the arms of Nish for a while, but all that's gone uh, south. South. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to look for a different word there before. Not them at all. <laughs> <laughs> They're all at it. They're all at it. And what, what else is going and, on? Uh, and this week, of course, Karen is back in the square this week. Even though she owes Phil Mitchell 50 grand still, she's come back because she's trying to find out what's happened to her son, Keanu. Keanu, of course, was the one that was murdered on yes. the, over Christmas yeah. and put under the... Cathy's calf Patio. Un, under the floor. <laughs> yeah. It's like flashbacks to Brookside, isn't it? Mm, and um, it so Karen has now... Decided, so Cathy's had a word with Karen just to get rid of her. She wants her out the way of the square so she's not delving around asking about Keanu because they're trying to keep it all quiet. So Cathy's mm. offered her a deal and this week Karen has decided to take the deal and is going to leave the square. Phil and Sharon and those women are behind all this. I know they are. You didn't see Linda earlier. She was a mess. They all are. Yeah, of course they are. 
Mum, wake up! He held them at knife point. They're all traumatised. He was so angry that night. Oh, I ain't never seen him like it. Who knows what he was capable of? He's done a runner, yeah? So you asking questions and drawing attention to it ain't gonna help him. I'm sorry, I know it's hard, but you've got to accept what he's done. He's brought all of this stuff on himself. He, he's disappeared before, right, ain't he? And we was all worried that he was hurt or worse, and then he'd turn up fine. And he will again. But in the meantime, you are chasing after a son who has put you through so much. You've got to forget all of this. You know, go to the hotel, get your stuff, and get back to Mitch and those kids. Because I know they'll be missing you. Take the deal, Mum. Please. Take the deal, Mum, please. All tension, isn't it? It's all tension on the oh, square this no. week. Oh, unbelievable. Anyway, it is, the, it, it is the square where we're staying for the classic clip. It is, it, it is. And um, mm. let, let's go back to the year 2008. Oh, blimey. Go on, then. So it features two people, Peggy Mitchell and Pat Butcher, or Pat oh. Evans, as it is. And yes. they're having an argument about Frank of course, you know, played by Mike Reed. <laughs> oh, yes. And this ends in a, well, shall I say, a slap or two. Are you telling me I'm stupid? I think he preferred somebody to keep up with him. Somebody sharp. Oh, and that was you. Well, you said it. Me and Frank got from the same cloth. We understood each other. Oh, you'll be telling me he wanted you for your mind. <laughs> we were soulmates. Oh! <laughs> Will you listen to yourself, you stupid, fat old tart? The only thing Frank Butcher wanted from you was sex. <gasps> oh, well, let's say you're right, then. Could that be because he wasn't getting enough at home? Did he say that? Just a thought. Did you talk about me? Well, he said something. How but... dare you! About not being quite satisfied. Get out of my pub! With pleasure. <laughs> oh, and just remember this, Peggy. It was my pub before it was yours. Mine and Frank's. This was my kitchen. Along the hall was my bedroom. Mine and Frank's bedroom. We were happy here. You bitch! You kill! <laughs> what a classic. Brilliant. You bitch, you kill! Uh, absolutely. It was what you called her at the beginning that I couldn't get away with. No, I know. We we might have had to edit that one out. Uh, there we go. A soapy dick classic clip here at Sunday Late in Live. We do it every week on the show. And time to move on with our 11s. Uh, no, our long No, we've done the 11s as well. Uh, we've done this every week. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm senile. Long player time. Juliet Turner from Basingstoke. Let's go back to the 70s. The Sunday Late and Live long player. Here's your 12 inches of pleasure.
your 12 inches of pleasure we could be playing your choice soon on the show this is sunday late and live with les gunn and there on the ground on the main road was a little white chubby hamster scurrying along the chubby hamsters scurry oh it's scurried believe me finn told me that he does this game with his mates that you get two letters and you have to come up with a word i kept getting blocked off because i was trying to think of something a bit finerfy obviously he said whether you've got an english degree of course you'll win anyway i got blocked off twice this very day i've gone through the change so i've now after oh blimey probably 25 years of having the same tea bags i've changed brand anyway jess is here and we've squeezed her in because of course she's about to drop off this is sunday late and live with les gunn i was in the southwest 
this week. So was Simon. I wonder if you were in the same place. Goodrington Sands. It sounds like a, a, a perhaps a pre-war radio presenter uh, that could have been on the home Hello. service, doesn't I'm it? Hello, this <laughs> we are never suggestive, remember? We never say anything that is likely to be Is um, it how it's interpreted, Les? It's the audience at the other end that starts going, oh, I know what you meant. No, you didn't. He's a very nice chap. He's got an unruly beard and he never wears trousers. But Wim is rather <laughs> fabulous. And it sounds like Simon. It's a... <laughs> Only on Sundays. Sunday. Lay and live with Les Gunn. Lately, I've been, I've been losing sleep. Dreaming about the things that we could be. But baby, I've been, I've been praying hard. Said no more counting dollars, we'll be counting stars. Yeah, we'll be counting I see this life like a swinging vine Swing my heart across the line In my face is flashing signs Seek it out and ye shall find the old But I'm not that old Young, but I'm not that bold Feel alive.
Oh, oh, get it off. It's Sunday, late and live. We're uh, we're all about the music, chat and um, laughter here. Thank you. Uh, we were having a lot of laughter there, actually, weren't we, uh, Colin? Um, about fish. Uh, anyway, enough about that. Uh, let's move to our next bout of quirk just ahead of telly. And there is a programme Jess is going to be oozing about uh, in a very short space of time and one that I definitely want to watch. Anyway, more on that in a bit. So, mm. um, am I right in thinking we're going to the very far east for this story, Colin? It's certainly the Asian subcontinent. It is quite serious, possibly not so quirk. And I'm sorry to be so deep and heavy at nearly quarter to midnight on a Sunday. Oh, it I wouldn't worry. Oh, and it's, uh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry after what Richard's been coming out with all the show. Espionage. Oh, we do like a bit in, of espionage. Mm. It's in India. The police there have had a very intense eight months with a suspected Chinese spy who they finally released after eight months' detention and uh, a lot of investigation and oh. released the suspect back into the wild. So that was nice. Into, oh, it's into pigeon, the wild. By the way, it's a pigeon. It was a suspected uh, Chinese spy pigeon who was captured really? near a port in Mumbai. Now, go okay, on, ask uh, me why I think they think it was a spy. Well, yeah, what, why, what made them think a pigeon could be a spy then? Great question, Les, and I'll tell you. Um, it had two rings tied to its legs with words that looked <laughs> Chinese. It may have been oh. wearing fortune cookies for feet. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, police suspected it was involved in espionage, smuggling things in, so they took it in. And Bits they, of bread. Uh, kept it. Bits of bread. <laughs> Crumbs. <laughs> talk, talk, talk. Have this bit of nimble. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, cool. in the event, and cool. it took them eight months to get to the bottom of this, because you'd have thought that somebody somewhere in that part of the world might be able to go to a university and decipher some Chinese, but maybe they thought it was in some sort of code. Uh, but after eight months, they managed to established that it was an open-water racing bird from Taiwan that had escaped and made its way to India. <laughs> way to go. What so a mistake. It from the Ming Dynasty. Ha! No. It's a, oh, that, sorry. <laughs> Where's you. the symbols? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, okay. Oh, they're, they're a bit, so, they're a bit um, t- touchy about this. They're a bit, a bit sensitive yeah. to it in uh, India because it has happened before. In 2020, in uh, Indian-controlled Kashmir, they released a pigeon belonging to a Pakistani fisherman after a probe found that that bird had flown across a heavily militarised border between two nuclear-armed nations. <gasps> now, that is really? one brave pigeon. It, it, well, anyway, it is. That and one wasn't but, a spy. No, and and did it by any chance? It was a chance, scout chance, pigeon. It was a scout pigeon. Did it? Did it by any chance go in near any ATMs? Um, you know, bearing in mind it came from a fisherman. <laughs> it came from a fisherman. After all, I mean, there might have been the odd goldfish by the ATM. Uh, that uh, they, they have also um, they have also taken another pigeon into custody. This happened a few years before, 2016 or so. After a note was found on that pigeon threatening the prime minister. <laughs> I don't think it was signed by the pigeon, but you get the drift. Oh, you can come again next week. Uh, (laughs) Strange pigeons do get them a little bit in a flap in India, shall we say. Yes, I can imagine. Well, I know Simon. Simon doesn't like pigeons on his property, do you? Um, No, especially not ninja pigeons like that, no. (laughs) No, no, exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> those special ones from Mumbai. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> Assassin beard gins. No, thank get you. Off, get off. Get <laughs> off. You keep shouting. Anyway, there we go. Sunday late and live. More quirk, of course, with Colin next week uh, here on the show. We're heading towards telly uh, with lovely Jess. And I tell you what, David Gray in Babylon right now. Go ahead. 
It is David Gray, Babylon with some seal to take us, oh, Adamski with seal to take us uh, closer to the end of the show here at Sunday Late and Live. Telly time, telly time, and, um, well, it'd be Betty Buys time as soon as possible, actually, for Jess, because she's got a very big day ahead of her tomorrow. She's been doing a lot of planning, which is why she hasn't appeared as much on the show tonight. Not not that we're bothered. Uh, no, of course we are. I was going to are. say, I'm sure there's been a dearth, <laughs> a dearth of mirth. <laughs> A dearth of mirth, let me tell you. A dearth of mirth. Anyway, Telly, now, is this like a regressive love story? Would I be right in thinking that? Would that be the right sort of phrase to use? Is it? Is it um, well, uh, it's sort of progressive rather than regressive because it starts in the past ah. and comes up nearer to date. So right. this was such, such a blast from my past. So late 20s. And a book came out with a bright orange cover, I remember it distinctly, called One Day. And you know now, if there's a really good movie or or a series on, people talk about the thing that everybody talks about at the water cooler at work. Yeah. Well, this was the book of the time. Everybody was reading it, everybody. Um, And then two years later, it was made into a film starring Anne Hathaway and Jim Sturgis and absolutely bombed it. It was was fairly awful. Oh. So, but this has been made into a 14-episode Netflix series. Oh. So, let me give you the premise. The main characters are Leo Woodall, who Mm -hmm. you'll remember being heavily tattooed in The White Lotus. Oh, yes, yeah. And Ambika Mod who was brilliant in This Has Got To Hurt. She was the female doctor who really struggled with being a doctor. So, we start in the 80s. They both go to Edinburgh University, and it's the last ball and the graduation, and they just have a moment. They just have a moment when they both... They're from very different walks of life. Dexter, main character, very well off, house in the Cotswolds, Ambika, Emma... Cotswolds, my name Simon. I know. I thought that when I was looking. And Emma, the main character, is from Leeds and is so (laughs) cynical about life. Yeah, she does everything. Leeds! Um, She's cynical and sassy and amazing. Mm. So, at the end of it, though, they just say, actually, we've quite liked each other for a while. They spend the night together of graduation, and he obviously is expecting something very different, but they chat all night and and form this friendship. And the reason it's called One Day, um, because obviously that doesn't happen in one day, they met on St Swithin's Day. Please don't ask me what that date that is, because I think it's oh. July the 15th. Mm. Um, but it it plays a big thing because they say, oh, it's St Swithin's Day and if it rains today, it's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. Uh-huh. So, but what they did, July the 15th, what happens then is we meet them always on July the 15th. Now, <sighs> five years might have passed. Oh. Six years might have passed. But we we check in with them always on July the 15th. One day. So, wow. So Dexter goes off and has a television career Emma turns into a drama teacher, but their lives just keep interweaving and you know that they want to be together, but one's ready, one isn't, one's in a relationship, one isn't. Um, There's a brilliant cast. There's Eleanor Tomlinson, who is the lady with the fabulous red hair from Poldark. Oh, yes. Desmerelda or whatever her name was. Tim McKinnery, who is Lord Percy from Blackadder, (laughs) plays Dexter's dad. So, have we got a clip? 
You have all these people telling you how great you are. I'm smart and funny, talented. I've been telling you for years. So why don't you believe it? He still makes with Dexter. He's doing all right for himself. Meter Express would have been fine. After we met, I had a bit of a crush on you. So what happened to it? This crush. Back in the late 80s, it was all I thought about. And now? I thought I've only got rid of you. Thanks and M. Aren't we? Imagine one selected day struck out of your life and think how different its course would have been. Wow. The other thing that's definitely worthy of mention, the music is fabulous because well, whatever year wasn't that the cran- in, cranberries yeah. Wasn't it? yeah i love the cranberries so, yeah whatever year they're in there's always an absolute belter and the other thing to prepare yourselves for because i would really say and even if rich doesn't take any of my recommendations after the boys full <laughs> of the universe um one of the episodes is only 25 minutes long oh right and that's because they stick really um tightly to the book and not much happens that day it's 25 minutes long, whereas another episode might be about 40, 45 minutes long. So it is just artistry. Everybody is, I've been reading some reviews on it and I haven't seen a bad one yet. Lovely. Um, there we go. TV here at Sunday, late and live. And do you know what? I've made an executive decision and changed the last song. <gasps> Have a guess what to. <laughs> the Cranberries! Is it? Absolutely. And uh, we'll catch up with you next week on Sunday Late Live.